Welcome to the Mind Tricks Radio Distortion of the Day. This is where I explain and discuss in under 10 minutes basic concepts in clinical psychology that I hope you will find practical and useful in your life. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there, Mind Tricks Radio fans. I'm Dr. Aaron Kaplan, clinical psychologist, and today I'm talking briefly about a very common cognitive distortion that can make life for you and the people around you hard to deal with. This is black and white thinking, also known as absolute thinking, all or nothing thinking, or dichotomous thinking. Okay, if you don't feed me on time, some kind of cat lover you are, bring me my lunch or get out of my life. When you engage in black and white thinking, you approach things from an extreme point of view. Either something is all good or all bad. A person's either got your back or you can't count on them. A situation is either totally awesome or totally screwed. And another person's perspective or point of view is either completely in alignment with yours or you are in total disagreement. There are no in-between, no gray area, And that's an unfortunate way to approach life because it creates barriers between you and the world around you by shutting out the possibilities of connection and growth that lie in the gray areas. Let's take a look at some examples. Suppose you're a real estate agent and you're paired off with a coworker to stage, market, and sell a house. You want to stage the house in a contemporary Italian cheek, and your coworker wants Japanese wabi-sabi. You want to market on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and she wants to go old school with direct mailings. You want to do an open house this Sunday to get traction, and she wants to hold off until the following weekend to generate a buzz. Can't work with her, right? You're total opposites and have absolutely nothing in common. Let's imagine it's your job to plan an event, say for your church, your class, or maybe your work group at your job. You're organizing a venue, food, games, and activities, and let's say the day comes and the caterer forgets the macaroni salad. And the beans for the beanbag toss sprung a leak, and now all you have is limp polka dot rags. Holy frijoles, right? Total disaster. Or let's say you're on a diet, which your doctor recommended because you are pre-diabetic. You're going to do your best to eat brown rice, cauliflower-crusted pizza and seltzer water, and black coffee. And it's going great for two weeks. But at Auntie Gertrude's 80th birthday party, you cave and you eat a slice of tiramisu. That diet is shot, and you might as well throw in the towel and bust out the insulin. Finally, suppose you're a cellist in an orchestra that contains three different sections. You're in section two, the tier two level of skill. Despite your dedication and practice, you have not gotten promoted to tier one. Well, you must suck at the cello, right? What's the point of playing the orchestra if you're not good enough to be in tier one? You can see how these examples of black and white thinking might cause some problems. It could cause you to be miserable with yourself, miserable with others, and give up on something that doesn't fall 100% on the end of the spectrum of acceptability. When I work with patients on black and white thinking, I try to help them see that they're only causing themselves tremendous grief by expecting things to be exactly the way they want or totally dismissing them. I try and help them acknowledge the value of the gray zone. So back to the realtor example. You have some very different ideas about selling this house. Are you really complete opposites? Maybe you both liked the way the yard was configured. Maybe you both agreed to leave a signature and comment book in the hallway nook and to have fruit and bottled water for the customers. And most importantly, maybe you both really want to sell this house. That's something you've got in common, right? The fact is, you may disagree on some things. But it wouldn't be accurate to say you disagree on everything and that you're total opposites in every way. 
And even in the ways in which you disagree, is it possible that your colleague has some good ideas? Maybe being open-minded about the ways in which you disagree will give you a new perspective on something you haven't tried or considered before, and vice versa. At any rate, perhaps concluding that you're total opposites and cannot work together is a bit extreme. Let's look at the event you planned. Sure, the macaroni salad never came, and the bean bags leaked. What was the result? Did the guests starve? Maybe they raved about the chicken wings and the Caesar salad. Maybe they had a good laugh about the beanbags and had a blast with a water balloon fight. In all likelihood, the idea that the event was a total bust is only in your head and not in anyone else's. So how about the dieting? You were doing great, and then you ate that tiramisu and all was lost. But was it? Would you tell an alcoholic friend of yours that was 20 years clean and sober that it meant absolutely nothing because of one slip at the 20-year mark? Or that your daughter was totally blowing it at school after receiving her first B, having earned nothing but A's up until that point? Give yourself a break, get back on track, and even re-examine your dietary expectations to see if they're unrealistic. Okay, Yo-Yo Ma, so you're in tier two of the orchestra. That means you're sucky, right? Might as well give up if you can't reach tier one. Well, first off, let's be clear. You haven't reached tier one yet. Does it mean you'll never reach tier one? Chances are you didn't start in tier two, but in tier three or some other less advanced spot. Achieving your dreams takes time, hard work, and practice. But regardless, if you're in tier two, does it mean you're sucky? No, it only means you're not as good as the tier one musicians. But hey, you're better than the tier three folks. So maybe that makes you good, or very good, just not the best, yet. You see, it can be very stressful to employ black and white thinking because there's no room for error, no room for disagreement, and no room for nuance. We simply need to learn how to adapt, see things from other points of view, and learn from our mistakes if we want things to go more smoothly in the future. This is what cognitive flexibility is all about, and trust me, you'll be much happier in life if you honor it. Thanks for listening in to this week's Distortion of the Day. I'm Dr. Aaron Kaplan, and I wish you the best in cognitive clarity. Thank you for listening to Mind Tricks Radio. I hope you have enjoyed the program. For more information about Mind Tricks, you can go to my website, www.waikikihealth.com. Be sure to subscribe to Mind Tricks on your preferred podcasting host to be notified of new episodes of Mind Tricks. Please take some time to give Mind Tricks a good rating and review wherever you are listening. It really helps get the word out to new listeners. And please like and share Mind Tricks posts on Twitter and Facebook by following your host, Dr. Aaron Kaplan.